Welcome to Orange Crest Community Church and OCCathome.com. We are so glad you're here. At OCC, our mission is to invite people to take their next steps with Jesus. And so we pray that through our time together, you're encouraged and challenged to move forward in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening. Last week, Bryce Burdett, our student ministry director, he was up here and he was sharing out of Acts chapter 4. And he highlighted the bold faith and the courage that was displayed by Peter and John and many of the other dis, uh, apostles as, as they remained faithful to point people to Jesus and to preach in Jesus' name despite threats and despite opposition. It took courage for Peter and John to do this, to identify as Christ's followers. And the local authorities were really working hard to silence the Christians. But this is the response from Peter and John in Acts 4. He highlighted this last week, Acts 4, 19 through 20. Peter and John replied, judge for yourselves. Here's the verse. Judge for yourselves whether it is right in God's sight to obey you rather than God. This is what the, they told the authorities. But they said, for we cannot help speaking about what we've seen and heard. See, their lives had been transformed. They were convinced. They were eyewitnesses of Jesus' resurrection. And so now the authorities, they heard Peter and John out, but then they threatened them again. And they raised their voices at Peter and John, and they basically said, look, we really mean it. Stop preaching in the name of Jesus. These were the very same leaders who put Jesus on trial and stood by at his crucifixion. But after their threats, it says that they let them go And these Christians gathered together again. They thanked God and they asked God for more courage and more boldness to be his witnesses. And then they just committed themselves to press on and to spread the gospel. And then we come to this passage, which is going to help us transition into some really special events that we're here to celebrate tonight. So take a look at Acts chapter 4, verse 32 through 37. Here's what it reads. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything they had. And with great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and much grace was upon them all. There were no needy persons among them, for from time to time, those who owned lands or houses sold them. And they brought the money from the sales, and they put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone as he had need. Verse 36 reads, Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of, son of encouragement, he sold a field that he owned, and he brought the money, and he put it at the apostles' feet. Now, these Christians, these, these believers in Jesus, they went all in. There, there was no turning back for them. It says that they shared, they sacrificed, they were generous with those who were in need in the church. And so as, as needs came up in the church, you got this sense that the early church, they saw each other like family. They were one in heart. They were one in mind. And the result is that there were no needy persons among them. This is not describing the society at large in Jerusalem. This is actually describing within the church the needs were met. And Luke, the author here, the historian, he's not... You know, he's basically highlighting how needs were met from within the body. And this is a really important point that we're going to keep coming back to in this series. And occasionally it says even 
some people sold off some of their possessions, some of their lands in order to help with the needs so that the mission of the church could advance. In verse 36, one of those men, his name is Joseph, he's a man of Jewish descent from the island of Cyprus. He's also called Barnabas here. It says that he sold a field. Can you believe that? He sold off some of his land. He brought the money to the apostles. And there are these stories of extreme sacrifice. This was Barnabas' land for himself. I mean, it was his land. It was his field. We don't know the whole backstory of if it was inherited, what it cost for him to get that land. But Barnabas, he goes and he sells this land and he takes the profit and he lays it before the apostles for them to use to distribute to the needs that would come up and also to help the church advance. And I want us to pause for a minute to think about the sacrifice displayed by this man, Barnabas. I mean, that would be like you taking your car or selling your boat if you have one or selling your house or selling your your land, your vacation home. Essentially, Joseph, this man, he, he, he's like, I got what I need, and I'm offering this up to the Lord. This is an example of extreme sacrifice and commitment. And then in the next chapter, we're not going to read that right now, but I'd encourage you to read Acts chapter 5, the beginning of Acts chapter 5. But you'll read a story. It's a really sad story. It's a sobering story about a married couple who wanted to fit in. They wanted to be like Joseph, who, who sacrificed deeply. And so they're in an effort to, to try to fit in and to get really praise and attention for themselves. They pretend that they're at the same level of sacrifice that this man Joseph had, but they were lying. And here's the problem. You can't lie to God, and you can't, you can't fake deep sacrifice. Because over time, the whole... The wake of your life and my life, it's seen by others and and it's experienced by others. There are people that really pay set and have deep, deep sacrifice. Sometimes leaders actually develop in church life. We've seen this happen to where leaders develop here, people who gain influence and gain a following. And tonight, actually, we're going to be ordaining one of those men and also commissioning the team that we've sent to surround and support him as we're launching a new church. And I know you know that because a lot of you, you've come to celebrate this exciting, monumental uh, day in our church. And so we're commissioning the Valley Lights Church launch team, and tonight we're ordaining also their pastor, Bruce Wood. And through this series in the book of Acts, we've been drawing on the theme that's found on this banner behind me, it's Acts 1-8. And really, Acts 1-8 captures the entire book of Acts. It tells us what's about to happen in this book, this history book. And so let's look at it again together because it's relevant to the, to the move that is happening tonight to launch this church out. So Acts 1-8, it reads, But you will receive power. This is from Jesus to his apostles, or to his disciples. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And we've been talking about how those cities are like, you see this ripple effect. And we've been highlighting this map here, showing that the message of Jesus would first start in the city of Jerusalem. That's where they were living. For us, that's sort of, that's hometown. And for us, we we have a hometown. We have neighbors that need to know about Jesus. We have people right here. We have friends 
We have people that are in our, in our world, our family. We're, we're called to be witnesses right here. But then it says that we'll be witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea. And Judea, this is like the region that Jerusalem, the city, was in. And so that would be like, for us, the Inland Empire. You see, we're to have a ministry beyond just our neighborhood, but we're to be cooperating with others to reach this region. And then it says Samaria. This is a neighboring region to the north. And then to the ends of the earth. And that, that phrase there, to the ends of the earth, it's the idea is in every possible direction, you're going to take this message. And so, but I want to focus on tonight is Samaria, the neighboring region to the north. This is really what we're celebrating tonight. Valley Lights Church is an example of our church moving out into a neighboring county. It's really seeing, we're seeing the ripple effect of the gospel message. And so last summer, we identified Santa Clarita as a, as a strategic city to plant a new church. And we asked all of our OCC, our Orange Crest Community Church members, to consider playing a part and even applying to be a part of a launch team which would move with the Wood family in June of 2020. This is all pre-COVID. But in the, at the end of last year, we said, next year in June, we're going to be launching a new church. We're sending a pastor and his family, and we asked people to pray about applying to be a part of a, a team that would get this church off the ground. And I want to I highlight, before you meet the team, I want to show you a summary of what this team has committed to. This team actually has already moved and has been living in Santa Clarita since June and some in July. But look at the launch team commitment. We asked them to arrange their vacations around the success of the ministry. Now, these qualifications, as I lay them out, you're going to see... This is an intense spiritual adventure and a spiritual mission, and there will be much opposition and difficulty for everyone involved in this team. And because of that, the qualifications are, are, are very high. So we asked them to commit their vacations around the success of the ministry. The reason is because for the first two years, essentially, we want to make sure that our launch team would be there during ministry crunch times. Whenever Bruce would say, hey, we've got a key event, a key service. We want to make sure that the launch team prioritizes uh, the success of the church. Second, we wanted, we asked the team to make two evenings a week available for evangelism and outreach, plus Saturdays and Sundays. That's a lot of time they're committing for two years. That basically means they're going to meet people. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna invest in their community and getting to know people and sharing their uh, their lives with people, sharing the gospel with people. They've also committed to practice the heart attitudes of OCC, which is our, our core values here. They've also committed to have a, a willingness to serve in any way necessary when asked and to do so with a glad heart. And there will be those kinds of situations where that will be a challenge. When the needs will be more like chores and, and difficult duties, and this team has said, we're willing to do that. Also to have a regular quiet time, five out of seven days a week, and then the team was asked to move into Santa Clarita, to move into that city between June and August. And God raised up this team. Here's a picture of the launch team. This is so exciting for us. And I can't see where you're at, launch team, but in a moment you'll be up here. But God has led you to this. God has equipped you. God has prepared you. 
As a church, we've known you over a long period of time, and we affirm this decision. And we're so excited you've uh, chosen to support the Woods as they've launched out to lead out. And, and we as your church, we will pray. We'll pray for you. We'll pray for your families, you as individuals. In fact, we have prayer cards available on tables as you leave tonight. If you don't have one, make sure you pick up a prayer card of our launch team. Also, we'll support this work. This is another commitment we're making to you. We have a three-year plan of financial support for the Valley Lights Church. Also, we're sending mission teams. We've already begun sending teams to help with the effort. We plan to encourage you. We're eager to be a part of this bold faith move that you're taking. And really, through much prayer and interviews and follow-up conversations and discussions and more prayer, God led us to send you from OCC to team together. And this was all pre-COVID. We nailed down the, the this team in December of 2019, right at the end of the year. And God... He knew what 2020 was going to look like. You know, and since God has led through the whole process, COVID did not change our plan to launch this church or to send the team out. If anything, COVID is probably creating some new and unique opportunities for the team. But we want to say to you, when it gets hard, when there's pressure, when you're tired, when you're discouraged, just want to encourage you that God, to remember, God has led each one of you through a process and he will use you and God himself will supply all that you need to see this church established. His promise to Peter the Apostle is the same promise today to us as we launch out a new church. Here's what Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18. Jesus said, I will build my church in the gates of hell, the gates of Hades. And this team has already really experienced God's hand of faithfulness. I want to show you all a video highlighting some of the ways that this team has already seen God come through. Take a look. A week before I left to move here, uh, the job that I was continuing when moving here, um, it was kind of at risk of the office that was here in Santa Clarita was at risk of being shut down. So that was a huge um, thing to work through a week before moving, but really just trusting in God in that, and he's provided. Um, the office is still here. They're not planning to close it anymore, so that's amazing. Um, and just providing like groups of people and ministry pools. Um, one example is a workout class that's you know Monday through Friday, and just finding something like that with people who are open to talking and making relationships and a consistent schedule of an option to go and meet them has been uh, a real blessing. And then lastly was just moving away from family and friends and just being worried about like distancing those relationships that God's really provided and I feel like I have not been distant from them since moving and I've grown and I feel like my family's grown too um, through this. So that's been really encouraging. Definitely come through and looking for housing. Um, trying to find a good place to live. It's a big struggle when you especially going somewhere you don't know, and he's, he's definitely come through. He's definitely come in different challenges or different ways of get, providing me the money I need to keep going forward, to pay bills, to uh, fix my car, keep it going. Right from the beginning, we saw God uh, answer a lot of prayers. Uh, the first one was this apartment. 
um, you know, I kind of prepared Holly that we might not find something very soon because it, it was a very difficult time of COVID. Like, how are you even going to look at places? Uh, but God uh, provided us this place literally the first day that we went and looked at uh, places around here. Our apartment is also located next to, like, a really cool park that a lot of families like to go to. So we've personally met a lot of families, and I've met a lot of moms there too. Um, one thing that I was afraid of was just feeling lonely, um, specifically being a new mom. <laughs> and it's been really neat. God has just provided. Um, I've been meeting a lot of new moms, specifically like new moms. Um, at our park and just around Valencia in our apartment complex and um, it's been neat to see how he's provided. Really seeing God come through by allowing our house to be sold uh, in a timely manner and then having friends be able to allow us to stay with them until we found a place to stay. Um, God really provided an amazing house for us to move into in Santa Clarita um, in a great neighborhood. He knew exactly where we needed to be. The way that God has come through is my new room, my new view, and my new friends. The way that God has come through for me is um, meeting new friends at wrestling and in the neighborhood. And God has also provided me with a job, and so we're excited to continue to do work down here for Valley Lights and just show people who uh, God is. Hey OCC family, we're so excited to share with you guys how God's been coming through for us since we've been out here in Santa Clarita. Um, we've been out here since June and God's provided um, a new job for me with an internet marketing company out here. I've been out, uh, working there for about a month and a half so far. I'm so grateful for all of your prayers. We have been able to really meet and connect with some of our neighbors. We've um, been able to have, share meals with them, go for walks with them. Um, and then I also started playing disc golf as a way to connect with some guys. And so that's also been a great opportunity to meet with people um, who are just open relationally that want to connect and to do that over a shared activity. Something God has something God has gone through for me is meeting a lot of people from like soccer and classical conversations and um, being able to do soccer is really fun and um, and having like a girl's bed in a boy's room. And that's what some things God has gone through for me. Well, God has gone through for me that we have three neighborhood pools and one across the street and we can walk to it. Hi, Liv. Has God provided any friends for you here? Yes. Yeah. What's her name? Blake. And, and I was at a coffee shop recently and I met um, I, one of our council members here in Santa Clarita who's uh, next in line to be mayor and it was a really exciting connection um, and it, it just is actually just one example of many way, times that God has allowed us to meet people that are um, well connected here in the city and just begin establishing relationships. One of the first things that I was really grateful for was the backyard space that he provided in Santa Clarita, there's a lot of places that have tiny little backyards, and um, our yard is definitely smaller than it was in Riverside, but I still have a lot of space to garden and just get out and work in the dirt and plant and cultivate things, so that's been a real joy in the midst of transition. God just con continues to show up and come through in quiet times, and recently I was reading Psalm 
6819, it says, Praise be to the Lord, to God our Savior, who daily bears our burdens. And I thought that really sums up what I've experienced in the midst of transitioning and in the midst of church planting. There's just a ton of things that need to get done. Like, there's not even any way to really put out the fires of, like, the top things that need to get done. But God keeps helping me um, do the next right thing, and He keeps giving me wisdom to know how to prioritize and and things keep coming together, and God keeps taking care of our family and giving us what we need. Isn't that great? You know, having a high-commitment launch team, I want to be clear on this. Having a high-commitment launch team is not a requirement to plant a church. But, in my experience, it's the best way to move forward. This is the team right here that is launching Valley Lights Church. And Lord willing, Lord willing, we're praying as a church, we, we would love to see this happen through the years again and again as God raises up leaders and then calls around them a group to launch churches. And so we want to thank you, Valley Lights Church launch team, for going first. This is so exciting for us. Thank you for going first. This has been on our hearts since very early when we planted this church in 2007. And so this is a huge joy to be at this point of multiplication. And so far, it's been an exciting five months for this team. And so we wanted to show everyone what this team has been up to. So here's another video that Bruce and the team have put together highlighting what's going on in Santa Clarita as a church. So here's a summary so far of Valley Lights Church. Hey, OCC, I am so excited to share with you what God has been doing through Valley Lights Church. Things got started this summer when God provided housing for us, uh, which was, it took a little bit longer and it was a bit more stressful than I was anticipating, but God totally came through. And OCC helped tons by loading us up in Riverside and getting us moved in. We're all officially residents of Santa Clarita, and there was plenty of pizza to go around, too. One of the things that we did when we first moved in was to design these little welcome bags that had a succulent and a note from our family. Actually, a bunch of our team members did this in their neighborhoods too. But we went around and put them on the doors of all of our new neighbors as just as a way to say hi and introduce ourselves. And it was so warmly received. We It like jump-started a lot of conversations and relationships right off the bat. It was a great first step forward. Pretty quickly in the summer, we started gathering in our backyard for Sunday worship gatherings to, in order to worship God and to stay on track through Bible study. It was mostly our, our launch team, but we invited any guests and people that we were meeting or people we had relationships with. And in my house, we've been able to keep meeting, talk about our vision and our strategy. Some of those North Star training materials we have brushed off and put into good use. At our very first backyard worship gathering, there was a young couple from the area who came and they learned about our mission. We talked about heart attitudes eventually, and they jumped on and committed to being a part of the team. Uh, they, they started serving and participating in a lot of ways, and that has just been a huge encouragement for our team. A lot of the relationships on our lunch team are fairly new, and so we've done a handful of activities just to hang out and build trust. Many times if we go to the beach or hiking, we'll invite other people to go with us. And if they come, great. If not, it ends up being a time to just develop the unity of our team. 
What's been exciting about this season is the unity and fellowship of our body has been deepening. Um, our team members have been taking very real steps of faith, and their trust in God is deepening. And we've been adding to the team, just as one of our values is being inclusive. One of the big, big goals that we have been very focused on is meeting people, meeting the people that God has uh, prepared their hearts to, re to respond to him, or people that are interested in teaming up with us. Our team has been very creative to do this in as many ways as possible, uh, getting ice cream with people, um, do, putting on events like a gardener's plant swap for people we meet on Facebook, um, disc golf, workout classes, meeting people in, in coffee shops. Uh, any of our neighbors that we meet on the street, one couple, one of our team members even got a dog in order to meet people when they're out on the trails or the streets or in the parks. One of the events we did was a community service neighborhood cleanup, which was a great blend of being able to engage people and also serve our city. All along the way, we keep telling our kids how important they are on this team. They're, uh, they, they do everything with us, and they don't really have much of a choice, <laughs> but I believe they've caught the vision for meeting people. In fact, it's many of their friends and activities and birthday parties that have enabled us to engage even more people than we would otherwise. So whether it's meeting neighbors on the street or helping us pack activity bags for our preview service or running down the streets to hand out door hangers and flyers, I'm so excited that our kids get a front row seat to seeing God work as we build Valley Lights Church. In order to help us prepare for our first preview service, OCC sent teams of people out a few times, which, first of all, was just a huge shot of encouragement for us people that were enthusiastic, uh, but they handed out thousands of flyers, which really brought people to our service, you know, in, in miles of neighborhoods. They prayed with us. Help us meet people. They even did babysitting so that we could have a really special Lord's Supper service for the first time as a church right in the middle of our preview weekend. Uh, but in the morning, they helped us set up, get tons of things ready. They even sat in the sun, freeing up the great seats for our guests that came. Um, we had people taking these pictures and video that you're seeing. And this was a really exciting time because we prayed for at least 75 people to come and we had a gathering of 88 people. And later in our online service, we had um, someone from our neighborhood and a handful of family members that are investigating Christ. And this was a very exciting weekend for us. It was uh, for us a boost of meeting a lot of people to follow up with in the coming months. In so many ways, we have seen God answer our specific prayers and come through. There's been some challenges along the way. A few of our families got really sick. Also, there's many days that I, I just don't. It's hard to believe that I'm the guy for this job and I get faced with waves of discouragement. There's a verse I've been hanging on to that God used first to convict me and now to encourage me. But back in the book of Acts, when a lot of people were surprised that Peter healed a guy, he turned and said, Men of Israel, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? And praise the Lord, it's not by our power or godliness that this church is being built because... We don't have a lot of either. <laughs> but God, God is the one working this out. He's, and his plans won't be thwarted. So you can pray for me, pray for our family and our team. Santa Clarita is a big city, and it's full of opportunity. God has grown us from a launch team into a church. So thank you for teaming with us.
exciting. Hey, I want to invite up the Valley Lights Church launch team. If the, if the adults could make their way up to the stage. And again, I just want to remind you what, what this team represents. Uh, Bruce is the pastor of the church. He's the only staff member. The rest of this group is, uh, has voluntarily uh, moved. They've left jobs. They've sold homes. They've trusted God to provide. They're going to join me up here on the stage. And if you guys could all just, uh, just, I think we can all fit. We'll give it a shot. Why don't you, uh, let's see. Why don't you stay in the middle there, Bruce? I'll hop down here. Yeah, you guys go go ahead and come up on the stage. And just spread out along the stage there. So there's ten adults and then eight kids. And here's the team. Oh, we could do better than that. We can do better than that. Let's hear it for this team. Praise the Lord. Now let's cheer for the kids. All the kids. We're so excited for you guys. So we want to pray for this team. And so what I've done is I've asked the team that launched our church, the OCC launch team, back in 2007 to come up and to pray for this team. And so uh, OCC launch team, um, if you guys can make your way up here, and we're going to pray for each one of these folks. And just so you know, and kids, just so you know, we're going we're gonna to spend a little bit of time in prayer for this team. But once we're done praying for the team, we're not done with service yet, okay? <laughs> and so then we're going to transition into Bruce's ordination. Okay. So go ahead and uh, if the team can kind of get behind, maybe the launch team can get behind on the stage. Perfect. And be careful you don't fall off the back of the stage. Okay, yeah, good idea, good call. We're going to have the Valley Lights Church team step down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. I'm gonna hand I'm gonna hand the mic over here to DJ and DJ, and then everybody's been assigned to pray for someone. So we're gonna just begin and we'll work our way this direction. Okay, go for it. La Father, thank you so much, God, um, for being such a good God and uh, for putting this team together, Lord. Um, but ultimately is bringing honor to you. Lord, we, we thank you so much for your son, Jesus Christ. And, uh, Lord, we love you. And, and we pray only, Father, Lord, uh, I pray specifically for, for Albert. God, I, I ask, Lord, that uh, you would protect him and his family uh, from discouragement. And, uh, Lord, that you would protect Albert. And allow him, Lord, to, to really be freed up uh, to, to reach your people, God, and to, to be able to have the confidence and um, the courage, Lord, uh, to speak 
about you in your current role. You know, Tony always probably has had the opportunities will come up, um, whether it's through his uh, his new job, Lord, or just as he's interacting with his his neighbors within his community. God, I pray, Lord, that you um, bring up those opportunities, and then Lord, you would give him the courage to to speak out and to speak uh, truth about you, God, in your son Jesus' name. Lord, um, I want to lift up to Jackie and Suzanne, and I want to pray for them, God, that you would strengthen them for the good work that you have planned for them in advance, God. Um, in Santa Clarita, I pray you give them health and energy to do those good works. Um, I pray you give them both wisdom with time management and words and humility as they work with their team. I pray you would show them how to encourage one another daily. Um, their family, their friends, their team, all the people that they're going to meet, God, and that they have met. Um, I pray you'd show them how to consider it pure joy when they face trials of many kinds, God, knowing that the testing of their faith will develop perseverance. Most of all, God, I pray that both of them will stay plugged into you every day that they would rely on you for their strength, um, that they wouldn't look to themselves but to you, God. Um, specifically, I just want to lift up Jackie and um, her core ministry pool. Thank you that you've provided for her that exercise group. And I just pray if it's your will, God, that you just reveal to her where there might be another core ministry pool to meet more people. Um, courage and faithfulness to buy up, buy up um, those spontaneous opportunities that can be nerve-wracking, but even in a grocery line, God, just that you would show her who you want her to connect with, God. Um, I pray that you would help her to rest and where you have her, God, in Santa Clarita. And when she's missing her family and her friends here in Riverside, God, that she'd trust you with those relationships, Father. Um, and Lord, I do pray you'd help her to keep plugging in um, to wherever she's needed, even if it's not her strength, God. I pray for Suzanne, lift up her specifically, just boldness and courage and opportunities to meet other moms, and that you give her guidance um, and wisdom um, as she walks her children through this transition of new homes and friends and um, I do pray, Father, for protection from enemy attacks for her family and specifically for her as a mom, just for the fear that we have for our children. God, I just pray against that fear and that she choose to trust you as you're working things out for good uh, for her family and her children. Father, I lift up Barry. I thank you for him. I thank you for uh, the man that he is, the way that he leads his family, loves his wife, loves his son. God, thank you for the the courage uh, you've instilled in him to uh, to say, it's, let's apply for this team and let's move and let's trust God to provide. Lord, thank you so much. We are so encouraged to hear the, the ways you've already have provided. God, thank you for uh, the job that he has uh, already had and continues to work in. Lord, thank you for providing in that way. Uh, and I just am grateful, God, for the energy that you've given him, God, to go after it. I know he's already been a real encouragement to Bruce, and I thank you, God, for providing um, someone who has that gift of encouragement and also just the opportunity to strategize with Bruce and to uh, uh, to be trusted and be uh, faithful with uh, responsibilities that, that he can carry out, Lord. Thank you for the equipping that has gone on in his life. And, God, now I just pray you'd open up doors for evangelism. Um, God, allow uh, him to to meet people, Lord, help him to be bold and courageous, Lord, as he uh, seeks to just be used by you, God, to help advance your kingdom there in Santa Clarita.
Lord, thank you for Holly and for her faithfulness here on staff at OCC. Lord, and her integrity, Lord, and she has really kept the community in so many ways. Lord, I just pray that you would um, continue to help her to seek first your kingdom. Lord, that she would completely trust her family to you, Father. And Lord, that she would just walk forward in faith and um, continue to declare your goodness to women that need to know you, Father. I pray that you open doors to the moms that she's getting to know, Lord, and we just thank you so much for how you birthed her. Father, I lift up Bruce, and I thank you, God, that you have called him to this task. I thank you, God, for uh, the way that you have uh, used him here for many years. And now, Lord, as you've sent him out, Lord, we pray that you would equip him, Father, for this work. We thank you, God, for uh, the leader that he is. Uh, He's blessed so many of us. He's uh, affected so many people here in this group. Uh, And, God, we thank you for... uh, just the faith, God, that he has demonstrated to step out and to trust you. I pray against the discouragement that sometimes crops up. I pray that you would block and bind that in the name of Christ Jesus. And we take a strong stand against the enemy who intends to block the progress of this this church and would want to discourage and block the forward progress of this man. And God, we just come against the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. And we ask you, God, to uh, lead and, and go before Bruce, Lord, and clear a path, God, for him as a leader. Uh, give him strength and courage. Help him to choose those things, God, in the midst of the fight, we pray in Jesus' name. Dear Lord, thank you so much for Erin. Thank you so that she has just been a woman of influence in our congregation, just with her love of truth and her gracious spirit. Lord, how she served here. Lord, I just pray that you would just continue to grow her as she um, steps into this new role, um, assisting Bruce and really um, leading the women of her church. Lord, I just pray that she would believe all the promises that you have made in your word and that she would continue to walk forward in faith and and really um, walking forward in the truth of your word. God, I thank you for Marie. I really just love her as a sister in Christ and I miss her so much and I just thank you for the way you've wired her for the task you've given her in Mitchell um, and I honor you for <coughs> um, just allowing her to be a part of this team. I pray for courage when discouragement comes I pray for strength when she's tired or weak or lacking sleep um, I pray for boldness in her words and in her um, ability to share about the truth of who your son is and how um, no one really can set um, people free in her neighborhood and in all the areas she's meeting people. And I also pray for her role as a wife. I pray that you will continue to strengthen uh, her and Mitchell's um, bond as a team. And I love seeing the work you do through their, their marriage. Lord, I just lift up Mitchell to you. I love him dearly, Lord. Our hearts are entwined together. And it is sad to have him and Marie be gone from our fellowship, Lord. But nothing gives me great joy than to see him be a part of this team, God. And to see your work at hand in his life, Lord. He is in the positions he is in today because of your work in his life, Lord. You have uniquely wired him and you have empowered him with faith, faith that has changed his life, Lord. 
And he has really grown into a man of God. And so, Lord, I pray that you would equip him to speak boldly to people about who you are, Lord, to share his life story and that people could see your light inside of him, Lord, as he relates to them and speaks words of truth to them, Lord. Give him the clarity to know how to talk to people in a very respectful, kind, God-honoring manner, Lord, as he relates to him and individuals for evangelism, Lord. Help him to stay encouraged as he also carries a load um, in school and in um, developing a career, Lord, so that he can provide while still paying close attention and devotion to your kingdom, God, at the same time. And, Lord, may he be filled with strength, with energy, with just um, exuberance for your work, Lord. And when he is lonely, may he just understand that they're building a community that he will one day love and adore, Lord. And um, I look so forward to the day when he looks around Valley Lights Church and says, I love all of these people that God has come, and I am so excited for the work that he's done, Lord. So help him to lead Marie well. Help them to stay connected under Bruce and Aaron and to really follow and be a just a strong, loyal, faithful support to the woods as they serve their ministry with their whole heart. In Jesus' name. Dear Heavenly Father, I lift up John to you and uh, just thank you for his heart, Lord, to uh, sacrifice uh, so much, Lord, for, for the next couple of years to, to commit to um, being a cohesive part of this team, Lord, to uh, put all their goals and interests uh, above his own, Lord. Uh, may you just continue to pour out uh, endurance and perseverance through him in this time, Lord, and um, may he just be able to uh, really set uh, set the bar on uh, attitude and um, just really uh, seeking, seeking you and your kingdom, Lord, and help to portray the culture that they're that, that they are sharing at Valley Lights, Lord, um, as they meet new people and um, just share you with uh, with them, introduce you to them, Lord. Um, and I just pray for the, the entire launch team, Lord. May they just continue to, to look to one another um, in, in, in good times and in struggles, Lord, and that they would uh, continue to point each other towards you. And uh, just pray for your hand of protection over them tonight, Lord. You lift them up in your son's precious and holy name. And we all said, Amen. Amen. All right. Okay, you guys can all make your way back to, back to your seats. Okay, we're going to transition into... Another exciting part of our service, our ordination for Bruce Wood. Uh, there, there are two parts to an ordination. The first part of an ordination is to have a council gathering, an ordination council, where a group gathers together to examine the man being ordained to determine if his life and his beliefs line up with the qualifications that we find in Scripture. And so our ordination council has met and has enthusiastically recommended Bruce for ordination. So, that's great. 
So the second part of an ordination is the service. And so that's what we're doing here right now. So tonight we're celebrating God's preparation of Bruce Wood over the past 34 years. Now here's a photo of our ordination council. Uh, some of the members are here with us tonight. Some had prior engagement uh, engagements at their respective ministries. All of these men have known, have interacted and coached and observed Bruce's life over many, many years. Uh, so I want to just highlight who's in this photo. You have Randy Lanthrop, the senior pastor of Church in the Valley of Ontario Ranch. He is actually the pastor of, of uh, our sending church from when we planted in 2007. Uh, Nathan Lewis, a board member of Church in the Valley, Ontario Ranch. Alex Barrett, the senior pastor of Ridgeview Church in North Fontana. Gil De La Rosa, the director of missions of the Gold Coast Baptist Association, where Bruce's church joined. He also is my father. DJ Chapman, one of our advisory board members here at OCC. Scott Lamberth, advisory board member here at OCC, also one of our associate pastors. Taylor Neese, advisory board member here at OCC, and Matt Sturdivant, lead pastor at Hope Church in Fort Worth, Texas. And then myself, uh, I was the moderator of the ordination council. With this group, we, we walked through a time of questioning Bruce, and, and then prayer and deliberation, and we found no reason at all to halt the ordination process. This is a very, very important process because if any of us have has any concerns or reservations or any red flags about Bruce meeting the biblical requirements of pastor in regards to his character, his commitment, or his competency, uh, then we would need to halt things and, and cancel the taco man. But we didn't have to do that. So we met, we discussed it, we explored it, and Bruce... He shared his testimony. We asked him to share that with his count, with our council, his calling into ministry, his calling to church planting in Santa Clarita. We heard from him on his core beliefs. Uh, we asked questions about his theology, his ministry philosophy, his approach in ministry. We questioned him for, I would say, about two and a half hours. And I, I would say this qualification into ministry for Bruce has really occurred over many, many years. But we unanimously affirmed his ordination. So we are excited to present him to you tonight. Uh, here's a copy, actually, of the ordination certificate that we uh, all signed from our council. And we're going to present that to Bruce in just a few moments. And I'm going to have him and his wife come up here in just a little bit. Uh, but the early church sent out some, pa- some pioneers in the first century to plant new churches that would reach out towards the ends of the earth. Take a look at Acts 13, verses 2 and 3. It reads, While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. And so after they had fasted and prayed, it says they placed their hands on them and they sent them off. These two men. And so in this passage, we see a few really important points that we've applied to Bruce. So the purpose of ordination is a few things. One is to recognize and affirm the call of God's spirit in his life and on really in his life and on his life. We see the hand of God working in Bruce and through Bruce. In fact, many of you here are evidence of that. Some of you here, in fact, are the fruit of Bruce's life and his ministry. And you know that and you're grateful for that. 
and you're celebrating tonight because of that. Now, an additional purpose of ordination is to set him apart to do the work to which God has called him. Now, God doesn't just dust people off the shelf, people who've been idle and, and ineffective and inactive to lead out in kingdom work. No, he, he extends his kingdom through people who have been faithfully and actively serving in ministry. That's what happened in the early church, and that's what continues to happen when people are launched out. Another part of that text that's important is that this is a work of the Holy Spirit. It's like, it's, it's like God's Spirit tapped the leaders of the church in a city called Antioch on the shoulder and told them, hey, now's the time. And one of the things I really appreciated about Bruce is that he's been patient to wait on God's timing. This has not been about him. In fact, he's shown a tremendous, and I want to say this because he has shown a tremendous amount of concern for our church and our readiness as a church to launch him out. That really speaks to his character. Now, the biblical qualifications for a pastor are found in 1 Timothy 3 and Titus 1. Basically, church leaders are to give a moving picture of love, of faith, and of purity. They're to be exemplars of the Christian life. They're not perfect, but their life should be one that others can imitate. They provide a real-life sort of video instruction manual of what living a life that really pleases God ought to look like. The key ingredients of of a good leader are tied to, to three categories, character, competence, and commitment. Now, character, by far, most of the qualifications that you find in 1 Timothy 3 and Titus 1 are tied to areas of character. And Bruce, I've seen each of these elements in your life over the past several years. Uh, Bruce and his wife, Erin, they showed up back here in 2007, just months after we moved here to begin this church. Uh, I want to highlight some of the seasons of of. Uh, Bruce's ministry here, and so we'll show you some of the early pics of Bruce. <laughs> Slow down. Let's let's not go too fast. Let's back it up. <laughs> you got some early pics of some other people up there as well. Pause here for a moment. You see uh, the couple in the middle with the woods. Um, this is before Bruce and Aaron had any kids. Uh, they met this family who were neighbors. They, they helped them come to know Jesus Christ. And from that, another family came to know Christ. And then another family came to know Christ. There was sort of a domino effect. Uh, but these are some of the groups of people that Bruce has led through the years. And then Bruce has led in mission teams. Bruce, for a season, led in our student ministry. You see some of that. Bruce loves to be in the outdoors, and this highlights some of the trips, backpacking trips. Here's some baptisms that Bruce was a part of. Many of you have heard Bruce preach. This is a couple, uh, one of him preaching in our church, and then one when he was being assessed by a sending group called the Send Network. Bruce has fully demonstrated commitment. Uh, he was he was born and raised in upstate New York. He came out here in college to California. He married his wife 
after college, and he came to OCC not too long after that. Rather than returning to the East Coast, the Woods stayed here in Riverside. They invested and have invested deeply here at OCC and received years of training. They've been with us for 13 years. Uh, Bruce was working in physical therapy and had been admitted to a doctoral program at Loma Linda University. And days before he began, he took me up on an offer to become our first full-time ministry assistant. And eventually he became one of our associate pastors, serving in a variety of roles here at OCC, event planning, outreach, uh, administration, evangelism, student ministries, family ministries. And Bruce has been very faithful over 13 years. Bruce, I don't know where you're at. Oh, there you are. Um, Bruce works with grit. And I'm going to miss you. I'm going to see you, Lord willing, a lot, but... (laughs) I'm going to miss you. You work with grit, and you set a strong pace for the rest of our staff. And I am so grateful for the way you got after it in evangelism in your early years here at OCC. You helped others learn how to do that. And that helped build something really deep in our culture where we would help others relationally come to know Jesus Christ. And I I am very grateful God brought you and your wife here and allowed us to to play a part in, in in training you, loving you and your family. Thank you for loving us and our church family. Thank you for loving me and my family. Thank you for sacrificing, staying up late, tearing down events, working hard, thinking through the details. We're going to miss you. Bruce would often inconvenience himself to accomplish the work that we've been doing here. Proverbs 20, verse 6, it reads this. Many a man claims to have unfailing love, but a faithful man who can find. Bruce, you've been faithfully committed here, and I'm deeply grateful for the way you set such a strong pace for so many others to follow. I look at this group of people, and I know that God has really used you to help move things along here all these years. And God's going to use your investment here now in the future. We qualify for the future ministry based on how we handle our present day ministries whether it's a chore whether it's what we enjoy doing whether it's we're in our gifting or not god uses the little things to test us he uses the way we handle resources to test us and luke sixteen twelve says he handles he watches to see how we steward other people's uh, stuff and really you've been stewarding our ministry for many years and, and being really faithful bruce you've demonstrated a really high character The passage in the scripture says you need to be above reproach. And I can remember many times that you would call me and you would tell on yourself for having a bad attitude (laughs) or or saying a harsh word. And when God would convict you of sin, you wouldn't stockpile it. You would clear it up with the Lord and then you'd share it as a point of accountability. 
You've lived free from the love of money. That's one of the qualifications of a pastor as well. You've shown a willingness to do right no matter the cost. You've been generous. You've lived a modest life. You've been prudent, meaning you work hard to lead others to tackle the goals we've set as a church, and you've been teachable to find the best path to accomplish goals. You've been hospitable, meaning you love people in your family, has been one of the most thoughtful families that I know, thinking through the little touches to enhance visits to your home. And many of us have experienced that through the years. You've invested in people outside of the church, introduced many to Jesus, even including them in your family. Some of them are here. You've been able to teach. The scripture says you need to be able to teach, and you're a gifted communicator. Your use of fitting words has grown, and you continue to develop. And I remember after hearing you preach a few times, beginning to see that God would one day launch you out of here. It was just a matter of time. Finally, you've demonstrated competence. You, you have been tested over 13 years, and you're able, and you're willing. You're diligent in the task, and our ordination council has really, we have found you qualified. So I want to invite you to come up here, and I'd like to charge you. And actually, if I could invite both of you. Here. This is Bruce and Aaron. Bruce, I, I call you to set the example. First Timothy 4.12 says, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. And I, I remember moving here when I was only 30 years old, feeling too young for the job. But this verse was a real encouragement to me. You are the template that many will pattern their lives after in the years to come and so stay teachable stay humble so that god can continue to shape your life and use you as an example to others for others to imitate also i charge you to steal yourself to do right look at first corinthians 16 verse 13 and 14 it says be on your guard stand firm in the faith be men of courage be strong do everything in love spiritual leadership and you know this is a battle it's a fight and there are long seasons that the battle just goes on and on and on without much rest or refreshment. So be the warrior that God has called you to be. Fight the good fight of faith. Also, Bruce, you are to shepherd the church with love. First Peter 5, verses 1 through 4 says, To the elders among you I appeal as a fellow elder, a witness of Christ's sufferings, and one who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock. That is under your care, serving as overseers, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not greedy for money, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. 
And finally, Bruce, I call you to cling tightly to the truth. And this is especially important right now. In our culture, in our state, you're going to have to cling tightly to the truth. 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 5. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction and encourage with great shin. Verse 3, For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. We affirm your calling to pastoral ministry and to the task that you are about to undertake and you're in the midst of already. Ordination has some significance on several levels. Uh, First, as a congregation, we're setting apart Bruce for ministry. We recognize your calling. We recognize your gifting. We acknowledge that you have the character, the competence, the commitment for this role. Also, there's significance for other churches. We're giving our commendation and our validation our validation of these things tonight. Um, in our culture also, there are, there are benefits and some privilege given to ordained ministers because of the Christian roots of our nation. Uh, we have a video we want to share with you, Bruce, and uh, so you, you should be able to see it from there. Hey, Bruce, I've been telling Bruce um, by being close to you for so many years, and two things really stood out. Number one is your integrity. Uh, you have high in terms of doing what you say you're going to do and being who you present uh, who you are. And so I've seen you, we, we worked in, a, in close proximity for several years. We shared an office, a 10 by 10. Um, and that's, that's, you know, I would see you every day. I'd see you sometimes on weekends as well. And I can just attest that, um, that you're a man of your word and you're a man of high character. And all of that is tied to high uh, but also, you're a man of great faith. Um, I, I've seen you uh, do hard, hard things for the sake of God's kingdom. Um, I've seen you endure. I've seen you change uh, your, your life around to orient to what God wants you to do for His kingdom. Uh, this is recently launching out and leading Valley Life Church is an obvious one, but it's happened time and time again ever since I've known you. That you just build your life around doing what God wants you to do for the sake of building this kingdom. And so your faith is inspiring. So, so continue. God is using you. God is using your integrity and your faith to lead other people uh, to know him and to also be a part of building his kingdom. And so I honor you. I thank you for the example that you've been to me. Um, and I'm excited for the example that you're going to continue to be to many others. Hey, Bruce. I wanted to share a couple of points of encouragement to you. Um, first thing that comes to mind is is just the, the godly example that you've set through your faithful and diligent hard work. Um, you and I served on staff at OCC for 13 years. And through that time... I was just consistently challenged 
and called forward um, by how you approached the different roles and responsibilities that you had in ministry. Uh, and I know that just flowed out of a real fear of the Lord and, and a real consistent walk with Christ. Uh, you also set an example uh, for many in the way that you shared your faith. And I think early on, um, many saw just you taking that very seriously and doing evangelism. And I really think that God used you to point many people to Jesus Christ and, and even to OCC in our church community. And so just really grateful for your example in those areas. Um, second, I've always been so encouraged and challenged by your ability to take the, the many concepts that we were learning in our training um, and apply those to your responsibility that you had in ministry. Um, you developed over the course of time a real skill to facilitate value shaping experiences where, where real values could be um, sorted through and chosen and I just remember so many um, training rallies and events and post-event evaluations where I would think to myself, man, these values are so clear, and I really think people are getting that. And so that was always such an encouragement and a challenge to me. And I know that will carry on into your crew at VLC, and I imagine God will really bless that um, to help move the mission forward. So I love you, man. I'm really grateful for you, grateful for your friendship and your partnership. Uh, may God bless you uh, in this new adventure that you're on. Hey Bruce, it's uh, Danny. Just want to uh, let you know how grateful I am to get to know you. Uh, you know, we met roughly over 10 years ago now, and want want to let you know the big impact you had on my life um, over those years. Uh, just helping me with not just my life, but with my marriage, being a parent to my kids, a good father, a good husband. Just been very grateful for that. Everything you've done, just experiencing the way you live life, living the hard attitudes that we uh, do every day, uh, just seeing the impact it has on me, definitely see the impact it has on yourself, and uh, just super grateful for you, and um, just the time you've been able to uh, set aside and uh, be able to talk with me about you know, situations, being there for me, uh, just very grateful, and just want to encourage you as you uh, head out on your next mission. I've known Bruce since he was 14 years old. We started dating when we were 16 and 17. So I've had the privilege and the joy of watching him basically grow up um, for the better part of the last 20 years. And so um, when we met as teenagers, he had the raw materials of uh, a heart for God, a love for people, and a real desire to live a life of significance. But I've seen God shape and grow that over time. And Bruce, there are a lot of things I love and appreciate about you. And this season, um, I've really come to appreciate your tenacity in a whole nother way. Anyone who knows Bruce knows he's a driven guy. Um, he's a hard worker. But particularly in this season, as he's heard from the Lord clearly about his will to plant a church in Santa Clarita, he has really pursued that. And um, even despite uncertainty with COVID and a lot of other things, um, you have really kept after it. And that has kept our family and our team really focused and motivated and I'm just so grateful that even in the face of a lot of question marks you you move forward in faith and courage and um, another thing that I appreciate is your teachability you have really made a lot of intentional choices especially over the last few years to be open and honest and to get input and include a lot of men in your life 
And um, I have benefited from that. Our kids have benefited tremendously from that. And our church has and will continue to benefit from the fact that you are including men and getting input and benefiting from their wisdom and experience. And so I'm so grateful that you are putting in the work to grow in that area. And lastly, I'm um, just so grateful for your love for people. At the end of the day, this can be a pretty grinding job right now, but you really are motivated by the love of people, both our team and those already connected to our church, but also the many that we have not connected with yet that you know are living without God and without hope in the world. And I know that's what gets you out of bed and what keeps you moving, and that is really contagious. And so I'm really grateful for the way that you've come to love people. Um, I am so grateful to be teaming with you on this. I wouldn't want to be doing this with anyone else. And um, it's a joy and it's a privilege. I would go and with you and follow you anywhere, but I'm grateful that we are in Santa Clarita now and I can't wait to see what is ahead for us. I love you. Great. Hey, I want to ask any of the members of our ordination council, if you're if you're here to come up. Also, if we have any other ordained pastors here, we have some guests, so if you could make your way up here to the stage, uh, we're going to lay our hands on and pray over them as a couple, and and then we'll be wrapping things up. So go ahead and make your way up, if you would, and Bruce Nair, if you guys could come down here, and I want to read this uh, certificate. So here's what our ordination cer- certificate reads. We, the undersigned upon the recommendation and request of the advisory board at Orange Crest Community Church which had full and sufficient opportunity for judging the God-given gifts, and after satisfactory examination by us in regard to the Christian experience, called to the ministry and views of Bible doctrine, hereby certify that Bruce Jacob Wood was solemnly and publicly set apart and ordained to the work of the gospel ministry by authority and order of the Orange Crest Community Church Ordination Council at Orange Crest Community Church on the 25th day of October of 2020. All right. Come on up. If if we could sort of uh, gather beside him up on the stage as well, that'd be great. Here you go. Give that back to you. And uh, just any of you that would like to pray briefly. Anybody get us started? Here, I'll pass it this way, and I'll wrap it up. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the call that you've put on this couple. Thank you for their lives, for their testimony, and we pray for the energy, the endurance, the commitment, the faithfulness, and the power of the Spirit to be in them in Jesus' name. I agree, Lord, and I thank you so much for Bruce and Aaron and their lives and the the impact that they're going to make, Lord, for you, God, in Santa Clarita. Father, thank you for the call that you've given Bruce and the call that you've given Aaron. I pray for Bruce, Father, that each day when he wakes up, that you would give him the strength and the courage and the endurance and the patience and give him the heart that he needs. I pray that he would feel your presence and that you would give him the resources each day that he needs to lead himself, to lead his family, and to lead the church that you have given him leadership of. I ask this in Jesus' name. Our Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for Bruce and Aaron. We pray a blessing on them and guidance and protection. And, Father, we just look forward to a great partnership in the Gold Coast Association. 
Father, just uh, love on them and the whole team. We give you thanks, Lord, for what you're going to do in the days ahead. In Jesus' name. Lord, you are absolutely real. And you have called Bruce and Aaron for this assignment, Lord. So I pray that they can walk by faith, not freak out, get a firm grip on their responsibilities, and move forward, Lord, to see what you will bring to fruition in Santa Clarita. Father, I'm grateful for Bruce as a brother in Christ and as a pace setter for many of us, God. Thank you for the steady faithfulness that Bruce and Aaron have shown to you and to OCC and to our leaders, God. I pray that you would bring people to team with them. God, would you bring those who do not yet know you um, across their paths, God. I'm excited to see how you're going to work in their lives to further your kingdom. Father, we we know that they're in great hands. They're in the hands of the living God. And so we trust you with them. We are so excited to see what you're going to do through their lives, through this new church. And so, God, we affirm uh, this, this call, and, and we, we commit this couple to you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you all. Thank you all. All right. You all can make your way back to your seat. Now, I wanted to just say John McWhorter is going to be coming up. And there are prayer cards that you can pick up on your way out. Way to go, everybody. It's cold. <laughs> It's cold. You did well. You did so awesome, especially kids. Guys, you did a great job out here tonight. Praise God. Thank you again for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by the message and equipped to take your next step with Jesus. Visit us online at occathome.com to learn more about how to connect with us. And join us again next week for another Orange Crest Community Church podcast. Have a great day.